to create a space to help you make your way through the world. When you gotta stop living up here, start living down here. The way to do that is safe space for depravity. 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 Hello, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folk. Welcome back to a safe space for depravity podcast. I am Wellington Boyce. And I'm Quinn Lemieux. Man, has it been a fucking boring week. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, this is, like, there's been nothing interesting that's going on. I've been super tired lately, uh, but I've also found out a new energy drink. Uh, Maybe it's not new, maybe it's not new, but um, Yerba Mate. That... Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Beats's, Kenny, Kenny Beats's drink. Yeah, I saw it in Publix, and I was just like, "Hey, yo!" I was like, "Yo, Vince Staples had four of those. I'm gonna buy four of them." But honestly, I, I, I get it. I get the hype. It's just good. I only like two flavors, but it's it's good. It doesn't make you jittery. It doesn't have you like. Feeling like you just drink a cup of coffee and you get that anxiety. I haven't had that in the past four days, but it does do the thing that most energy drinks do and coffee, and that's uh, make your bowels want to evacuate. Non-spons. Non-spons. <laughs> I have no, I have no, I have no uh, payments by the uh, Urban Mate. Uh, <laughs> Big Urban Mate is not sponsoring. No, not at all. But if you want to, anybody who's a rep over there, uh, hit us up because I for sure don't feel like paying two ninety nine for a can uh, a a week. Well, not a week. Whatever I go per can. I was gonna say, <laughs> say three three dollars a week sounds like a it sounds like a decent like they may upset the Starbucks game if if nobody's <laughs> careful. Yeah, two ninety nine a can. But you can't finish the can until seven days later. Like, <laughs> yeah, sixteen ounces, but I but I only I only do two per day, so uh, two ounces per day, and it and 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 I'm wired, just wired. <laughs> That'd be some crazy broke shit. Like, <laughs> nigga, you can only drink two sips. <laughs> you gotta make that shit last. Oh my god, could you could you imagine like uh, clocking like clocking into work and and like bringing your own coffee pot, <laughs> <laughs> just taking that taking that shit home with you. The thing is, I think I've done that at the airport. You have not brought your own coffee pot. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I didn't do it. Um, I, I, I dabbled with someone bringing in their own coffee pots and a uh, Keurig for Bro, work. I'm just, I'm just imagining like you fill up at the coffee pot, go home. Number one, coffee pot's still full, and you got to drive that thing all the way home, and then you just hold it second. the entire time. <laughs> And, and then secondly, you got to wake up in the morning and you just put the stove on and you just put the coffee pot right on the stove. Just heat it up. Just free instant coffee from work the day before. Like, oh, man. Yeah, that that's epitome of some broke shit right there. That's that has the same energy as I had sleep for dinner. <laughs> It's actually like the polar opposite. <laughs> it's quite the polar opposite. It's just the, like, uh, 
<laughs> what'd you have for dinner last night? Sleep. What'd you have for breakfast? Uh, about two week old pot, a coffee pot <laughs> from work. <laughs> oh my god. The- who stole the li- coffee pot from the break room? We're not gonna get mad. We just want it back. Oh my god! Just the logistics of that. Uh, the, just the logistics of of that thievery are just out, out, outlandish. It's just not. It's just not something you ever want to be caught doing because not only are you broke, but you're getting away with not. You're getting away with something that's worth less than three dollars. Being broke. Just buy your own. <laughs> just buy it. Bro, with your girl inside a Goodwill, just coffee pot shopping. Oh my god! That, to steal future coffee. That is. Mm, I frown let's upon talk, that. Let, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about broke shit. Let's talk. Let, let's talk about some of the most brokest shit you've ever done in your life. Bro, see the thing is, when you say like, "What's the most broke shit I've ever done in my life?" A thousand things come up in my head because you know what? I lived this life. I was, I'm not going to say I was born in this life, but I have a cheap dad, not a cheap dad, um, a very frugal father. You're hedging uh, a lot of bets over here. <laughs> my dad is. I'm not going to say frugal. I was born broke, but you know, anyway, so I got a cheap dad. Well, he wasn't exactly cheap. Well, the thing is, I can't say I was born broke and I went to Catholic private school for the majority of my life. So, like. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I was broke compared to everybody else, maybe. <laughs> but in a public school standard, like, I had more money than most. I remember, I, like, when I went to public school, and I would have, like, new sneakers or whatever, not new sneakers, but, like, I would have sneakers different from every day. And then some kids had the same fucking skateboard shoes on every day. And I'm just like, oh, no. What's going on here? And me not understanding that, like, because came from private school, going to public school, you're like, oh, <laughs> smell like broken here. <laughs> yeah, true. But, but see, the thing, the thing was with 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 private school, at least when I was going, was uh, you had to have you had to have like white sneakers. So like, mm. you couldn't ball out and just be like, yo, here's eight pairs of all white sneakers that are all the same because you know, whatever the case was, but like, you know, so like I, it it was, it was nice in the sense that everybody got the idea that like, Hey, we aren't going to, we aren't going to be winning any awards around here for whitest sneakers because we all need to wear these every single day in order to get in the house. So I don't, so like it was chill, but I, I do, I do remember that being like, God damn, like another year of fucking kids. (laughs) see my thing is like i went to uh school in orlando for till up till about fourth grade and that private school was strictly dress shoes like no sneaker only time you wore sneakers was at pe so for 30 minutes out of your day twice a week or three times a week however the fuck it was you wore sneakers but every time it was like loafers and shit like that it, it was wild. Yeah, it's kind of. And now that I'm thinking about it, it's a little fucked up that there's a whole there's a whole industry surrounding kids' shoes that are dress shoes. Dog, you know what yes. I mean? Like, like, bro, like, can can they just wear like Superman sneakers? Every like, like, and why? The thing is, like, I couldn't. I w- even if I wanted to, I couldn't because my mom didn't believe that. Or, no, she's like, that's not real leather, and you will never put on fake leather on your feet. 
Yeah. But so again, I, I wasn't born into broke life because I have a mom who's so high maintenance. I'm, <laughs> I'm just di- I'm just dying at the fact that like, yeah, hey, we gotta we gotta make him look professional. It's like, bitch, he's four. <laughs> Like what? Like what in the world does he need specific leather shoes for? Like, like oh, nobody's gonna take that resume. It's like uh, I think we have other things to worry about. Like, has he played outside today? Can he count to five? Has (laughs) has that happened yet? Oh no! (laughs) You keep that up, you're gonna run a register at McDonald's. It's like, bitch, if he could, if he could multiply, this would be the smartest kid in his class by far. And his I, name is Wellington? Come on. <laughs> yeah, if you told me a five-year-old was working the cash register at McDonald's with any amount of accuracy, that would be the most amazing thing that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I've got one I've got one story that that I don't know if it qualifies as broke, but it definitely qualifies as weird. I uh when when I was living when I was living in New York, I uh like I lived in a in like a walk-up or whatever, and I remember uh, going down uh, to get like some food. It was like 3 a.m. Uh, had been drinking, you know, whatever the case was. And I go down there and somebody stole the food off my stoop. So I'm just sitting there like, man, some bullshit. It's like four o'clock. You know, I was just trying to grab some Mickey D's and then like go to bed, whatever the fuck. And then I turn to my left and I see a Panera bag, but not like a, not like a not like a regular bag, but I'm talking like a super size bag. Like one and of the the big, like not cardboard. What is it? The brown I, yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. So I see it's like rolled up and I was like, huh, I wonder if there's like something going on in here. So I open it up, bagels, just bagels. And I was like, <laughs> my food just got stolen. There might be a crawler somewhere in here. Do I just grab two and call it a day? So I don't know if I robbed anybody that day, but that was that's up there with some real broke what? shit just to steal somebody's pastries. What if I was thinking, cause what if someone's just like, man, I feel real bad for stealing this Mickey D's, but I do got that. I do got that Panera in the back from work. So I'm going to just swap it out. So they're not going hungry. Oh, man, I, and they just I, fucking replaced your shit. Sometimes you get got, and that would have been one of those situations where you where you just got got. Um, but yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, person just thinks that they're paying it forward. <laughs> they're craving Mickey <laughs> McDonald's, and they're just like, "I really, I'm not going to do anything with these bagels, so if, I might as well." As if my stoop is a lunch table. <laughs> I'll trade you for your snack pack. Give me, oh. give me your snack pack, and I'll take your PB and J. Oh, you got the Scooby Doo gummies? Give it here, <laughs> bro. Oof. Oof, about to get me riled up. <laughs> okay, but I I got I just realized. So back in the day, um, living in L.A., uh, right right around the time when I started getting a little broke, <laughs> money money wasn't flowing as well as it was or as it should have been, and I got screwed out of a brand deal like fifteen hundred dollars, crazy. Um, so like I had rent to pay and shit like that and grocery shopping. And Me undies, the world's most comfortable <laughs> underwear. There, I just got it all back for you. <laughs> so, I started. I, I think I went to a hotel around that time, and I was like, okay, cool. And like, you go to a hotel, they have all your like stuff in the bathrooms and everything. 
and nigga was running low on toilet paper. So I remember the next day leaving that hotel, I just grabbed a few rolls. And then after that, I just continuously, anytime I went to a hotel, which was very randomly a lot at that time, would take home toilet paper rolls. Okay, I want to clarify. <laughs> I want to clarify one thing for the people listening. When he says that he used to go to a lot of hotels, I've been in this situation with him. They're not his rooms. So, yeah. I've seen so I I haven't seen this with my own eyes, but but to put this in perspective, he's just ganking toilet paper from his friends' hotel rooms. Or I mean, I'm sure there was one time when we went to San Francisco, we we got a I that was a room I paid for or helped out pay for. Um, <laughs> bro, there, oh, bro, we were staying at the we were staying at. I split a hotel room and my half was the toilet paper half. <laughs> we were staying at the like Hilton in like downtown area of San Francisco. Eight of us, nine of us in a room. We all had to split like a hundred and fifty something dollars just to stay in that room for three days. Nine people stayed in a one bedroom hotel room. So what I'm supposed to do? Leave the toilet paper there? No, that's what I'm saying, nigga. Like they they, they give the shit to you for free. It's up for, it's up for grabs. But yeah, that's that's probably one broke thing. Not one th- broke thing, but like one of the many broke things I used to do. I I think we should leave it right there because those are two extremely grimy stories out of both of us. <laughs> St- street street bagels and TP TP swiping. I mean, I would also take the lotions and the shampoos and stuff like that, but everybody does that. Like, yeah, I, that's made for t- the taking. That's made for the taking. That's the attitude that drives hotel prices up. <laughs> that attitude is single-handedly raising rates across the country because they can't keep lotion in a room for more than one night. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, as a kid, I remember. Like going to hotels, like when we would stay in like Tampa or wherever we would go, or like Daytona, and somehow we would end up with hotel towels. And I'm just like, see, that seems expensive because I don't think you can do that anymore because of credit. Anymore, money. anymore, given yeah. probably anymore, but we would have hotel towels. I remember we'd randomly get pillows. That's it's how like good. I grew up with like so many pillows in my bed because I think a lot of them were collected like collected throughout hotel stays. <laughs> the, F- <laughs> the FBI just perked up. <laughs> um, I'm just the uh, one thing I'll say about hotel towels is that they are not like they they hurt. Yeah, <laughs> like, they Bro. hurt. But I I'll get dry in half. I'll get dry in one wipe. It's like a sham wow for your body. It's unbelievable how quickly you get dry with it, a hotel. It's straight hotel coarse. Towel. It's so coarse on your skin. It's like oh fuck, am I bleeding already? <laughs> You're like you no, just, I just scrubbed every molecule of water off your skin. The worst ones were the ones like at Daytona. Like if you stayed at a hotel in Daytona, they were always like grimy from the sand and shit, dog. Uh. Yeah, you got to think about it, and they were using that shit, bro. Like, just sand, just sandpaper. Yeah, straight up. Just coarse sandpaper. This this is a towel that three months ago someone put on the beach to lay on. Mm. Yeah, 
<laughs> so so thinking about all this, uh, thank God for the fucking pandemic. <laughs> because hey, that was me, an incredible that was finish. an incre- that was an incredible segue. Holy shit. Let me finish. Thank God for the fucking pandemic for mo- to make us realize how disgusting a lot of normal shit was. Uh, it's the anniversary or coming to be the anniversary of quarantine or the uh, pandiversary. And I guess like we might as well talk about what we had aspiration wise of 20 or yeah, aspiration wise of 2020 that just never fucking happened because of the uh, pandemic. So you go first. <laughs> all right. So I'll, I'll start by saying exactly what I was doing. I, um, I work, <laughs> try and be, try and be coy about this. Uh, I work in the education system and, uh, this and nigga so, a teacher. <laughs> so, uh, I, um, it was the last day before spring break and I was organizing, uh, some shit for some people that I work with. Nigga, you are being so cryptic right now. <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> yeah, we just had to work I was wor- out some I was shit. Wor- I-, I was working on some stuff. So <laughs> so anyway, I get a phone call from my boss saying, hey, it's off. So then I got to call some people and tell them it's off. And meanwhile, everybody's like, what are you doing? You think that you think that this, this COVID thing is really going to become such a problem? And the only reason that I was kind of like, eh, kind of, was because the NBA had just canceled their schedule. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be an issue. I was like... I don't know much about what's going on right now, but if the NBA says, yeah, we're not playing anymore, I think this is going to become a very real thing very quickly. And this was all within the span of like two days. And so I work with, I work with, um, another, another person and we share an office. And so we get throughout, like we go throughout the day and, um, it becomes, and we're just kind of talking about it. Like, uh, Hey, you know, um, uh, man, you know, it's crazy that, you know, they're canceling all this stuff, like, you know, that we put all this work into and it's like, yeah, well, you know, not really much you can do about it, but you know, it is what it is. And the next day is going to be spring break. And I, and I just remember, uh, turning back to him and just going like, Hey, might be the last time I see you for a while. Left the office. Didn't see him for six months. Wow. <laughs> we worked together every day and I just threw that line in there like, eh, might not see you for a while and just didn't see him again for six months. So that's that's what I was doing when the whole pandemic thing started and then ended up, you know, working from home, thankfully, and doing all that stuff. But I mean, as far as 2020 goes, uh, you know, it, it was amazing how quickly just all of the ad like we're talking about things that we were going to get done in 2020, but like how quickly the attitude shifted to like, hey, um, make sure that you're checking on your friends and their social health or in their mental health and, and, and make sure that everybody's getting taken care of. Please bunker down. Hey, um, if you're going to the gas pumps, use gloves and, uh, you know, listen, nowhere without a mask, just be very, very careful about all that stuff. So then we had like two weeks of that and then it was just like, all right, fuck all that noise. And then everybody was just like, all right, well, fuck. I, you expect me to stay in the house and, uh, <laughs> Hey, I, I've been I, I I've been in here for forty eight goddamn hours. Um, <laughs> enough and, is enough. Enough. I won't stand for it. I'm going to Publix. And uh, so then they just so everybody started going out and doing their thing. And then like right behind that, maybe like a couple of days or like a week or so behind that, I just remember, <laughs> I just remember immediately seeing like uh, 
uh, so if the pandemic hasn't taught you, it's not that you don't have enough time. It's that you don't have enough drive. And it's like, whoa, wait, hold on. I, I got to oh, check on here. You're like, wait, I got to check on Ricky. Cause I thought we, we were still checking on people to make sure that they were good. But no, 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 you're right. He's a piece of shit. He always wanted to start a business and he's still not doing it. He's not feeling too good, but he's a piece of shit because I, he, it was, it was never about the time. Like he always told me it was because he didn't have the drive. And so now he's a miserable piece of shit. So I got to get new friends now. Like, wait. It just makes me think of the Playboy Cardi where it's like, I thought niggas were on the same wavelength that I used to fuck with. And I saw that we weren't. I started getting here. And it's like, yo, shut the fuck up, Cardi. <laughs> Dude, I, I just I just remember looking at that and just being like, yeah, you know what? It seems crazy. It seems really weird. But it turns out now's not the best time to start your side job. Yeah, I was really. You're sitting at home doing nothing. Go ahead and go apply to Everest.com. Dot- <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what are you? What are you? Some type of beta because you sit at home and be responsible? Join the alphas and the sigmas, bro. We we do what we want to do. It's like, all right, sick, dude. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you fly flags of 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 countries that don't exist anymore, wow. <laughs> and, and just don't have anything else to say about it. Like, and Saturdays are for the boys by Barstool. <laughs> yeah. That flag just waving it. <laughs> no, no, no knock to anybody that has that because we actually know people that have that. <laughs> but dude, just just a, a a a frame picture of David Portnoy with his dick out over your bed. <laughs> No, no it, it's just it, it's one of those things that just cracked me up because it was just like eventually like people just got too much time on their hands and some people got bored and started acting out and then other people were just like well this is my time to grind and if you're not grinding you never wanted to grind in the first place it's like i don't know man people are just sad yeah <laughs> i think people really want to see their family and this is just <laughs> not a good time for them but well, yeah go off it's 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 wild how so many people took offense to hey let's be safe about this it was so wild and like given my situation i was working at my job and we were watching the news in the break room and all that stuff talking about like oh this thing is getting big and out of nowhere like mind you on staff for where i was we had about 23 23 people working for like the ramp Mm -hmm. and then by the time quarantine was really quarantine where we still had to come to work and they let people go i just looked at the schedule because i was going through my album the other day and then saw the schedule there was eight people wow eight people to work I forgot how many flights we would get a day because we still had the same flight schedule. They didn't drop it for a while till about um, April. April and May is when they really dropped the flight schedules. Um, But to work about six flights a day and then it dropped to three flights. So we would work. (laughs) I made three beats a day every summer. (laughs) Three beats a day for the entire summer. Kanye, that's not hard. I made our fucking intro <laughs> within five minutes. Shut the fuck up, Kanye. <laughs> yeah, this, that's this that Kanye. Kanye. Kanye is a grind guy. Kanye is just like, oh, of course, anybody could make beats, but they just don't want to. 
<laughs> this shit is cake. I made our fucking intro in five minutes, my guy. Sit down, Kanye. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah. And I remember like my supervisor talking and being like, oh, they say this thing is going to easily be cured by the summer because it dies in heat. Summer comes around. We're still, yeah. we're still. <laughs> Our staff went from 23 people, regular ramp agents, to eight regular ramp agents, to about four regular ramp agents. And I was luckily one of them. So I still maintained a job throughout the pandemic. And a lot of airlines, I'm not going to say who I work for or what I worked for, but a lot of airlines didn't give a fuck until, until about August. Dude, I just love and and like this doesn't have to go in any political direction, but it's just so funny to me. Just like you can tell that like there are people doing real research out there like uh, I think maybe I don't know. But like, here's what here's what a sample size of five people has told us. And then just somebody just being like, it dies in heat. And you're yeah. like, hey, you're like, yo, what? Hey, yo, hey, yo, what 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 that man say? <laughs> What'd you say? Hey, yo, he said it dies in heat. All right, Florida about to be popping off. All right, cool, cool. All right, Florida for spring break. Arizona, Texas, Florida, we're all good. (laughs) And every governor was like, hey, did you hear it dies in heat? (laughs) Florida calls Texas, it dies in heat. All right, don't worry about the mask. We're good down here. Open, open, open. It just becomes a telephone game. So it's like, oh, it dies in heat. And then the next thing you know, people in fucking Wyoming are like, yeah, if you stand in front of the microwave, it dies. (laughs) It kills the germs off. It's just that telephone game of just like the message just continuously changes. (laughs) Yeah, if you jump in in boiling water, you should be good. Yeah. No, beets kill it. Like beet like no no no, like the vegetables. So like d- just if you eat a whole lot of of root vegetables, like you'll be fine. I heard it from my cousin in Florida. But that's the crazy thing cuz people were it, it it that was the wild part where everybody was coming up with their own scientific like way to get rid of it. Everybody that doesn't have a degree. <laughs> everybody that flips burgers. Like you're like, oh yeah, no, this I know how this works. Nigga, what? Not even the people at the CDC understand how this works. How do you in the middle of fucking nowhere, Alabama, know how shit works? Like Jimmy, <laughs> I saw you fall asleep in chemistry class. You don't have a goddamn clue what's going on in here. I, I know you can't balance an equation. There ain't no fucking way that you have any idea what's going on with this whole thing. Hey Jimmy, what's a fucking mole? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and eat your sandwich. Bro, the the one thing I so like kind of kind of related to this, the one thing that cracks me up, and this is like something no, this is like a long time ago, and I remember like scrolling through scrolling through Twitter after this and just um and just thinking about like dude, like imagine if Twitter was like a real place and that thought has never left my mind and let me explain why. Can you imagine, like especially like 10 years ago, like when Facebook was like just starting and when Twitter was just was just starting, like it's like you have a town center and people are just waiting in line and then one person comes up and is like, gonna go take a shower, come hit me up. <laughs> Steps off the platform. Steps off the platform. The next person is just like, this Cardinals game is whack. 
off the platform. Like, just how absurd it is that people just say shit out into the air, and and people are like, huh. Hmm. <laughs> hey, or hey, I'm gonna retweet. I'm gonna retweet that. I'm also getting in the shower. It's like, yo. It's just it's multiple people just retweeting it, but it's like the same person's voice just coming out of their mouth. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it, the idea just freaks me out. And ever since then, like sometimes I'll just put that lens on when I look at some of this stuff on Twitter, and it just kills me just thinking about like people complaining out loud to like to five hundred to all of their followers and just being like. And then again, their voice comes out. <laughs> well, the thing is, I think of it like where you said t- 10 years ago on Twitter, I'm like, oh man, that's, ooh, that's a bad time. Different time. Yeah, different times. Because you, you had, I mean, not even 10 years ago, till this day, you still have niggas that say wild shit, um, i.e., me. <laughs> but um, it, it's. Now, like, what, are, what about, um, I can't remember his name, but the, the one dude that I used to follow who was like, part of that OG squad the the dude that was in the military you know what i'm talking about uh like based uh like based um base jesus yeah, it might it might have been base jesus like dude was yeah. just wiling out and then every now and then we'll post a pick in his uniform and you're like dude you <laughs> no way no way do you get to do this and do that all at the same the, time there were so many because like so many og like you had base jesus so many fallen ones too, and then like Hunter Moore, piece of shit. Don't yeah. condone that. At the time, nobody really understood what was going on, but it it was provocative. It got people going. So Ain't no you, doubt. You had Hunter Moore. You had uh, a lot of like a lot of people's at names were in caps, so I don't really remember how they yeah. spelled it. But at some point, I kind of like got my toe dabbled in there right when it was ending because of Vine and all that shit. And geez, my timeline used to be in shambles because you had all these. I have I had followed like ten of these people, these big name uh, OG Twitter people, and it was constantly belly laughter, constantly. Dude, dude, but all, all, all just terrible shit. The entire. Oh no, the all pieces of shit. Like absolutely, till this day, like if that shit happened now, you're you're not surviving. You're dude. Not I. Surviving. I, I was watching I was, or I was I was listening to somebody the other day was like yo the world's just gone soft like try imagining when the last time the the people who burning book who who were burning books were the good guys and I was like listen I just don't think that we should call certain people certain names anymore. I don't know what you mean about burning books exactly, but how about we just don't come out of our doorways and scream obscenities at people the yeah. same way we used to. Like I, you can read all the books you want about about <laughs> this stuff. I just don't think that we should just go outside and be mean to people all the time. I don't know how this got confusing. It, this is not Fahrenheit nine five one or whatever the fuck it was, where they like firefighters burning like that's how they became like firefighters were just burning books because reading was bad. <laughs> like like no, it, it's just don't be an asshole. That's I think that's people's point. Sure, there's some people that might take it too far of like, oh, anything you do and say can be offensive. All right. Listen, bitch, everything in this world is problematic and has been built off the platform of prob- yeah. like problematic instances. Uh, we can somewhat enjoy certain things mm-hmm. 
and the thing is, everybody's always got this moral code, but at the end of the day, you're, you're, it's subjective. You're bothered by what's going to bother you. Like you're going to yeah. care for what you care for. Cause some people are going to be like, Oh, I will not stand for, uh, racism i am intolerant and then we'll go ahead and joke about homophobia and like trans people like fuck you you're still a bad person i don't care if you're just like this way or that you can try to just not be a shit individual yeah yeah like that's all it it doesn't have to be any more serious than that like the one thing i struggle with is like you take somebody like uh and we'll we'll get to another person that I'm thinking about, but I'll start here. Is like the whole Mike Vick thing. It's like, oh yeah, it's like okay, well, okay, good that he went to prison, and then he served his time. But like, my question is like, and I don't know where Tread I land on this. Fucking but, lightly. Nah, no, 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 because I don't know where I land on this. Like, okay. I get that like he served his his debt to society and he went to jail for the amount of time that the law says he should go to jail for. Um, but my question is like, do you just get to come back and be a quarterback? Like yeah. that's the part. Well, no, like, yeah, you say, back yeah, then? but it's like, absolutely. Well, but I just don't, I guess my point is like, I just don't understand like, like, Okay, I get that like we can't punish him anymore, but I also feel like look, you can go back to being a person again. Like you can go be a person, but we don't know if you get to just continue doing the thing that gives you a platform and makes you millions of dollars. Listen, out of any industry or career movement or whatever like big head career things, the NFL is the most forgiving. And I say this because the proof is in the fucking pudding. Domestic violence charges, um, having fucking dog fighting rings and everything else like that, everybody gets a slap on the wrist and can serve their time and get right back into the fucking NFL unless you were OJ and Colin Kaepernick. Ray Rice, but... Um, oh, yeah, Ray Rice. Ra- well, the Ray... time was... The Ray the Ray Rice thing was like so crazy because it was just like, yeah, he beat his wife and 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 like, in all in 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 the same breath, everybody was like, well, I mean maybe like let's not jump to conclusions. And then wherever he was was like, yo, we actually have the videotape from the yeah. elevator, and it was just like, oh my god, he Mike Tysoned her. Holy shit. And then the NFL was like, we won't stand for this. It's like, where were you like three seconds ago before you saw this videotape? Because it's the allegations, the allegations. That's what people like to harp on. It's just like, oh, well, this is hearsay at this point. This is all hearsay. Anything that's allegations is like, oh, this is all hearsay. So we can't. He's he's uh, what is it? Innocent till proven guilty. Yeah. Where in my head, it works the opposite. You are guilty until proven innocent. Which is probably very toxic, but you know, in a lot of cases, it, it it's 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 it, like yeah. <laughs> I no, nah, I I mean, I think I think to your point, you 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 more lie in the camp of like I'm gonna be skeptical until you give me a reason not to be Absolutely. skeptical. Yeah, it's not not that you 100 percent did it, but I'm going to err on the side of believing this until I have a reason not to, mm-hmm. um, because you know shit like that doesn't 
by numbers usually get made up like that. But dude, I, I just remember like seeing that whole situation and just being like, God, like if you're the NFL, how do you like, how do you have any moral code of like, yeah, this guy beat his wife. Yeah, maybe. And then you see the video and you're like, Oh, I'm not standing for this. It's like, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. what? I'm sorry. Who the fuck invited you to this party? Because we were all over here saying he's a piece of shit, and you guys are like, oh, well, I just saw the video, and you guys were right. Like, fuck off. No, but then you had, like, you had fans and people of, like, fans of the teams who are just like, well, maybe she should have been running her mouth type of shit. Like, it's every fucking time. Insane. Every time. And it's just like, oh, what's your IP address? Got him. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. (laughs) So... So on on the on the same subject uh, is like is also like Dalia and and Louis C.K. and it's like to me again I like this is still all pending shit or like you know what what is known like there hasn't you know nobody's gone to jail for any of this shit yet but I guess my my thing like especially like with Dalia is like you know in some cases you look at that and you're like well he cut off all communication and it seems like he was a a, a sex addict who really didn't value other people's emotions. And then like now there's like a lawsuit coming against him and you're just like, I, I like, regardless of how this turns out for you, like let the facts play out and you know, whatever the case was, hopefully he didn't hurt anybody or do anything improper. But like, I don't know if you get to come back as a comedian, dude. Like I just don't like, regardless of how this turns out, like I'm not, completely positive that like this is you know promoters need to be getting you and then the louis ck thing is like all right well you you probably just shouldn't like yeah no just stay you're not going to jail yeah you're not going to jail like just enjoy that piece of it and you know if you're a promoter with a soul it's like um yeah you can come on nights when there's no girls inside the club ever which isn't going to happen so you're not coming back here (laughs) sayonara but yeah yeah, like with the whole um chris delia thing it's just his my my take on it is that he messed up by not addressing it immediately because this all happened right like peak um peak pandemic uh peak black lives matter this past summer of 2020 like a lot of people were pissed off at this point and this shit came out and it was almost like for a lot of people like oh wow one of my favorite uh people that makes content on the internet is the worst it's it's just like everybody else and his worst thing that he could have done was just not address it. He took seven months. And I get it. I completely get that he just felt, well, I'm backed in the corner. I can't do anything about it. Let me just try and work from the ground up at home and all that. I get it. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah. Figure out your shit before you address the public because your at-home life is more important and your family is more important and than any of these fucking random strangers. Yeah, for sure. But also, I think it's hilarious that this man came out with the video as like, hey, I'm addressing it now. And people are like, oh, my God, he's back. Oh, wow. What's going to happen? Like, well, wait, that- hold on. Before before you say the next part, 
there's a lots of ways to do apology videos and yep. that wasn't among the worst I've ever seen. Um, but it's a really interesting approach <laughs> to go with the idea of sorry, I fuck so much. I just fuck and I fuck and I fuck. And you know what? Fucking's probably not good for me. And it you're just like, dude, yeah, I, fu I like fuck so many girls. I go. I, it just became so easy. Yeah. Like, that's what he can't, he's like, yeah. for the lack of a better word, it became easy. And I'm just like, no shit, nigga. Like, you get famous in any department, you're branching out to other people, which means more numbers of people that might be interested in you. But it's well, for you to be an adult and be like, I'm going to keep it in my pants. My, my well, no, dude. Here's the thing: if he was talking to a like a group of other celebrities, they'd be like, "Dude, totally understand. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is really, it is really hard to manage everything that gets thrown at you. Yeah, it's a lot. To regular folk, you're like, um, and, and see, you're so sick, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're so sick, dude. Th like, look at all of the girls that you get, like." Regular folk have to like you for you to do shows. And so they're not really going to understand the defense of like, have you ever had all of the women thrown at you? <laughs> and guys in the back are like, oh, uh, this dude's relatable. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, and, no. And it's wild because like there's so many instances where people where I think in my head where I'm just like, I've been in, I don't want to say both worlds, but I've had pseudo fame. Like you've looked, you've looked in the window. Yeah, I've. I mean, I've, the party was going on inside, and you were like, "Oh, nah, I'm, I'm I, aware of what that looks like." I would say I was able to be at the front door without ever actually entering the building, but the door was open, and I got to like gander, and then people were like, "Oh, hey, yo!" And like from the inside, like I'm not. I don't know about <laughs> stepping in there though. It's just like I'm not hated from outside of the club. I'm just trying to get in, just like. <laughs> But and so I understand where some celebrities, like you said, could just be like, yeah, man, I get it. Like they just throw themselves at you. But you know what? I I still don't get it because. Sure, you can have all sorts of girls and women. I'm going to say girls as well, because his situation is that. And not do anything about it. You could be cordial. You can do let it be what it is as a fan interaction or whatever and keep it moving. You could even go as far as maybe kind of being friends. Underage, just park it there. Let it be. Don't be weird. Don't be like, oh, yeah, I love my fans because then that's how people get involved with like a James Charles and shit like that. Like, it's just, just understand that you got to... You can't indulge in everything. Well, dude. I, well, partly, and I think the other the other part too, and and that like what people don't understand is that like, and again, not a mental health professional. I don't know anything about the situation, but but his actions would lead me to think that he is very much 
addicted to sex in the sense of like, I don't derive joy from these actions, but I need them in order to keep ticking because I don't talk to, like, I don't talk to any of the girls. I'm not cool with any of, of them. I make them all feel weird at the end of it, but I have to continue doing this, even though I'm a relatively, um, large name and no, like, like I'm a relatively smart guy and know how people like me. You know what I mean? Like it just, it, it, it very much says to me, it's like, yo, uh, he knows what he's doing is wrong, and he has a very, very hard time stopping, you know, acting like that. So it's like, yeah. <clears throat> to me, it's like, yeah, I mean, that spells just a fucking disaster and that he needs help and that this shit was going to come to roost because, um, you know, you can't just you can't just do whatever the fuck you want all the time and treat people like shit and expect that things are just going to continue the way that they've been going for you forever. Yeah, but it was just funny that this, like like I was saying before, before we got off this uh, a little sidetrack, but he came out with the video saying, but I did, in fact, all the girls were of legal consent, consenting age. And then not even three days later, this nigga hasn't even poked his head out completely before, boom, lawsuit. 17-year-old yeah. girl. And it's just like, yeah, nigga, get the fuck back in there. Gra- yeah. Go crawl back in the hole you you were because you're not getting out of this, dude. the The amount of horror on his face when he was doing the fighter and the kid of like you could save a Snapchat. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you dude. can save it. Like if it's in the conversation, he's just, oh. Yeah, he's just like at that moment, you knew he fucked up. Yeah, I mean, shit's shit's real tragic, but let's uh let's transition on to that other thing that we were talking about um, you know, because I don't have a fucking segue for this. Uh no skip albums. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say there's no way I can tie something good from that entire conversation back to like, hey, let's let's go on a fun subject now. All right, guys, now to take a a little serious break. <laughs> Okay, well, you guys have just f- finished listening to the uh, <laughs> the uh, the legal side of the podcast. Now we're gonna move over to popular music <laughs> for all you kids out there. Huh? huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> problematic. Uh, just so problematic. Just canceled immediately. He can't. <laughs> And 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 we're we'd like to welcome for the first time on Safe Space for Depravity, Crystalia. <laughs> Do not diddle kids. You gotta be this big. <laughs> no, we should come out with a song that's about uh, uh not diddling kids. <laughs> we don't diddle kids. All right. <laughs> now we're gonna segue into music because I like that song. <laughs> Oh man! All right. So at this point, Quinn gave me a really good idea, and he's like, "Yo, let's talk about no skip albums." And I'm just like, "Oh shit! This is gonna be one of the hardest things I think I'm gonna have to think about because, as y'all maybe can tell, Quinn and I are very big into music. I don't think we've had a podcast episode where we don't talk about someone or something in the music industry." Um, we are big on all sorts of genres and everything. So as a disclaimer, this is subjective. 
if you come at me or my guy here for how we feel is a no skip album, fucking fight me. It's bold of you to assume we're going to have comments on this. <laughs> you know, just wishful thinking out here. <laughs> be one, one guy in town center. Hey, hey, I like when you talked about Hinder. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Bobby. He comes by every once in a while in the middle of filming. Bobby, bitch. <laughs> Fuck. Got him. Just got him. Just roll it in. <laughs> but all right. So what do you have for just what's your first no skip? You have so, it any kind of order or no? So I'll I'll start with the one that made me text you this. And it's a pretty popular album, but I never ever hear about it get talked about um near as much as it should. But the first one is by Calvin Harris. Funk Wave Bounce Volume One. Yeah, that, I I have no idea what's on that album, but I probably don't, do. Don't be afraid to catch feels like that. Hold on, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull the whole thing. Yeah, because this is incredibly important. And if this is not something that you're up on, but you, what year did it come out? 2012, 2013, 20, 2017. Oh yeah, uh, slide by Frank Ocean and Migos. Oh, cash yeah, out by Schoolboy Q, Party Next Door. Okay, East Stroke I'm... by Young Thug and Pharrell. Rolling Future and Khalid. Yeah, prayers it's up by Travis. On the street. That yes, it, that it, it <laughs> Yes, faking it by by Kalani and Lil Yachty. Feels by Pharrell Williams and Katy Perry and Big Sean. Like this whole album is just an absolute pregame party bop that is so overlooked but there is zero skips out of those 10 songs and i really hope that calvin harris makes a volume two the same way he did where he just got all super big names played them beats and they just said fuck it we're doing what we do on top of your beats and you're gonna put it out and make a fuck ton of money i'd love calvin harris everybody on that album on the like that album that you talked about they fucking got it into like I remember being in LA and listening to the radio and probably not a song from that album. Was it in the billboards or that's like, what I'm saying? Like that was just an absolute, it, it, you had slide on the radio every 15 minutes. You had, um, rolling. The, yeah. Rolling on the radio every 15 minutes. It, it was just nonstop. Like yeah. you might as well have been just, they just said, all right, we're going to play Calvin Harris for the next four fucking hours. Boom. And then just go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 okay, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. That's a good one. Uh, mine, mine's a back pocket one. Uh, I don't know if you would agree with me or not, but it's from the middle school days. Actually, no, we, I might have been in high school at this point. Don't remember. The Use Lies for the Liars album is it's a classic. Absolutely a no skip album, given the Use has plenty of good albums prior to it and with a bunch of bops but for me when this album came out i was just like i couldn't put it down or i couldn't stop playing it on my ipod video (laughs) put it in the cd put it in the player welly it's like no i can't i can't put it down i could like it was just over and over and over i (laughs) what (laughs) 
It's just the idea of you mixing up a book and a CD. Just fucking kills me. I was so my good, iPod I, could, video. I, couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't put it down. <laughs> Clo- like, just listen to it, Welly. For one, dude, it's so good. You did just on the iPod, just turn it up a volume all the way up. <laughs> but it, it was just, it's nonstop. Like, you had uh, Pretty Handsome Awkward. You had Birds and the Worms and Paralyzed. Like, it, it's just one after the other, after the other, after the other. And before you know it, the album's done. And you're like, holy shit. This is great. This was a, a fucking ride. I think about two years ago, I listened to it in my car on my way to work. And I was just like, yep, this is this still holds true. And not only that, the album art was done by Alex Parday, who's one of my favorite artists. He did... Uh, he also did the um, another used album art with the tree and the heart. He did that one. He did artwork for Aiden, Conviction. Uh, his artwork is just phenomenal. And I've always been a fan of it. And the artwork of that album was just dope. It was my background on almost everything. But yeah, Lies for the Liars. Uh, a Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco. Wow, there it is. There it is. Yeah. And, you, and you know what? If this was about a week ago, I would have disagreed with you. Because I would have been like, what What the fuck? Like, yeah, sure, it probably has a few good songs. No, I saw a TikTok where a guy just runs all the way through like the intros of them, and I'm like, holy yeah. shit, there's not a song I don't know, and that wasn't a fucking bop. Okay. <laughs> Let me piggyback that exact same sentiment because it applies to one other album and it is not one of my favorites, but I cannot deny that that same exact mentality goes into this next album and people pretend like it doesn't. The Carter Four. There are so many songs on that album and people are like, no, no, no. Like it wasn't that good. I'm like, I don't think you remember you remember it coming out and not being the carter three but you don't remember how everything just kind of leaked out and you were just like uh yeah i i mean i know the words to mega man but i don't listen to the carter four you're like no you know every word to every song on that album you just don't like playing it well that's that's how i felt about no ceilings when apple was just like oh no ceilings is now on apple music i was just like "I, i know there's a few good songs on there and then I put it on and mind you back in the day, like in high school, I wasn't anti little Wayne, but I just wasn't the person to say he's the best rapper alive. Given I was in a sea of a bunch of little Wayne fans at our, <laughs> at our school. And I was just like, you know, who's better or no, I remember getting an argument at lunch and someone's like, who's better. Who's a better rapper than little Wayne right now. And my, fucking ass said kid cutting and asher roth god it's unbelievable how white you are that's the white that's the whitest answer of all time but <laughs> bar none that's the whitest thing i've ever heard don't you try and fucking flip the switch on me <laughs> don't you yeah a- asher roth is better than lil wayne dude that is okay. a white that is a white take okay. that's a dumb no, no 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 it's not even a white take it's just a dumb take but yeah, yeah, B- uh, Blunt Cruising is really the song of our generation. What are you talking about? Bro, okay, given freestyle-wise, freestyle, 
Asher Roth can spit. Yeah. If you and like during that time, there was very few people that were not writing their shit down and getting on Sway in the Morning or uh, what else, whatever that, to do. Or that, uh, Tim that, Westwood, like no. that kid, that kid, that kid Cuddy. I was just about to say that kid Cuddy freestyle on Westwood. Yeah, kid Cuddy riding the oh, Cuddy. Yeah. Asked by the girls and they all seem lovely. <laughs> Like, <laughs> double O represented till I'm finished. Yeah, that that was that was hard. Oh, oh, double O, oh, oh, like uh, yeah, bro. It, and he's just because you could see him like, okay, uh, all right, I'm gonna start going. And so Stop him bottles full throttle. Yeah, him yeah. and Asher Roth. Asher did it flawlessly, and I was just like, oh, this man's the truth. How dare anybody say he's not in a running for best rapper alive? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I honestly the same way same way that you feel about Asheroth then is the way that I feel about Marlon Craft now. As long as we're talking about white rappers, like Marlon like Marlon Craft now. It's like, yeah, dude, he can absolutely spit a freestyle, but it's like he doesn't have songs. No, you the way I feel about Asheroth is how you felt 2 years ago about Jack Harlow. But the thing is, you were right. I have <laughs> you were right. I have I have two I have two really really good calls on artists like super super early. Jack Harlow was one of them and the other one was Billie Eilish. I uh her her document I, I mean I don't I don't really know if anybody wants to talk about this but her documentary dropped on Apple TV last Friday and I watched the whole thing cuz I love Billie Eilish. But while I was watching it I was just like I was just thinking about it. Chill out there Chris Leah. Alright, that was just unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Um, but anyway, I was um, uh, so I was watching this and I was like, man, like I do remember like being early on Billie Eilish, and then I went through my emails and it was a five dollar ticket <laughs> to go see Billie Eilish in a room at, at the doing the five o'clock p.m. slot um, at the front of ten in front of opening for ten other bands like all in a row, not at a festival, just all in a row. And I just remember it like, I think she's pretty good. Like, I don't know if, if this seems like a real, but I think she's really going to have hits. And then like, it went from that to a year and a half later, right before I left New York, seeing the, uh, when we all fall asleep, where do we go billboard in times square? I just remember thinking, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> man, couldn't buy stock in that, I guess, but fuck. <laughs> I'd be banking right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was uh it was her, Jack Harlow, uh uh Claro. Uh, it's still kind of jur- jury's out on that one. Gus Dapperton, jury's still yeah. kind of out on that one. Like could be, but like Jack Harlow and and Billie Eilish are two mega stars that I am so proud that I could just be like, "Hey, have you guys ever heard these people before?" Bro, I remember like when you kind of like were showing me Jack Harlow's shit and I was like, okay, cool. And then what's popping dropped. And this is like literally last, last February, I think he dropped it. And I was like, oh shit, this one's fucking hard. And you're like, bro, kids, kids good. And then the video dropped and I don't remember. Biggest song in the world. <laughs> huh? Biggest song in the world. Yeah. And I, the video dropped and I remember seeing it only had like a thousand favorites or likes and maybe a hundred retweets and i was just like oh no i gotta retweet this like this is good and then i tweeted one of his lyrics from i forgot what song and he liked it (laughs) and i was like oh big big ups yeah 
two weeks, three weeks later, I think Bryson got a hold of it and retweeted it because he's like Louisville niggas and shit like that. One of the biggest songs Gone. of 2020. Gone. Fucking took yeah. off. He just yeah. needed... He, hey, all we need is the cosign. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't ready uh, all we, the, need, <laughs> we don't need yeah. a feature. We just need the cosign. Yeah, insane, honestly. Like, I don't know. Stuff like that. Stuff like that makes you feel good. And again, yeah. like... But again, you know, I'm gonna couple this in the same take that I, I said Hinder was gonna be the return of classic rock. So I, I've had a lot of misses, but I've had I've had some home runs in my time. Okay. All right. So I got another no skip. Um I wanna say Good Kid Mad City is a no skip album. And I will say it is. But what does it more for me is damn. Damn is without a doubt, undeniably, across the board, a no skip album. My least favorite out of out of the three of them, but you are out of your fucking mind. Good that kid is, to pimp a butterfly, and then damn in that order. Good kid, Maddie, Mad City is absolutely a no skip, but like I said, or like we like I said about the um, Calvin Harris album, damn was on the, when it dropped. It was on the fucking radio in L.A., and there was not pretty much one song that wasn't on that yeah uh, radio hits now now that bar i want to say that that bar is the exact same for the emancipation of mimi by mariah carey (laughs) when that came out dude that 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 album had like 16 songs on it and like 10 of them charted that's crazy. like 10 10 of them were like top 10 charting yeah you had like i thought she had a new album but Dude, it was that it, it was that it was that many hits, and like yeah. you were like a year and a half out, and they were still like on singles release, and you're like, "Dude, does this like does this ever end?" And I don't like Mariah Carey at all um, <laughs> as a person, but she's I mean, she's got just bops. Yeah, absolutely, it's undeniable right there. Um, and but damn, it's just it's so good. It's so good, and it always gives me a nostalgic feel now, like of where I'm just driving on the freeway, and it's just like, yeah, she give me all of my money. <laughs> no one above you, nobody. <laughs> um, if you want, if you want to hop back into Good Kid, Mad City, uh, somebody posted um, uh, the track list chronologically, which kind of brought it back for me. Uh, a little bit when I when I had kind of thought I I'd gotten over it. Somebody put all the songs in chronological order of like the way that the story is being told, oh. and like just did it that way. And I was like, oh shit, this is this is definitely worth listening to again. Oh shit, I gotta like, do that then. Yeah, it, I mean, it's like the uh, it's like the old Star Wars thing. Have you have you ever have you ever you've seen that before? I think it's called like Scissor, like Star Wars Scissor Method or something like that, where they they tell the story in like a non like, like they'll be like, all right, you start with this movie, and then this one's a flashback, <laughs> and then you go to this movie, and then this one skips. Oh, I've got to, I've got to show you that too. Then, oh but wow! Basically, they tell the story in a way that is different. They, and the best part, episode one is just it. You it's don't watch even, that one. Yeah, you don't. You don't, you don't watch episode one. You just nobody wants it. to talk about the fever dream of Jar Jar Binks <laughs> and pod racing. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a tweet the other day that was just like. Uh, um, that was like, yeah, um, we really wanted to start filming Anakin as like a teenager, but then Liam Neeson kidnapped a kid in the desert and we just kind of had to shoot it from there. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Just, this is my friend. <laughs> just like, 
damn it, Liam. He's like, no, no, no. I'm, I, I'm getting prepared for a role that I'm going to have to do in like 10 years. <laughs> Just wait for it. It's going to be a hit. There's going to be four of them. <laughs> There's going to be four of them for no fucking reason. Because after two, you might as well just be like, yo, lock your daughter up. Yo. <laughs> Taken again Taken. for the third time. You're like, all right, Jesus. No. Will you just. <laughs> Taken again? <laughs> Listen, I don't want a victim blame here, but can you just stick with your buddy? Just this, be with your buddy. This summer, coming, taking five. Again? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> I think this, that alone would fucking sell. <laughs> taken. <laughs> taken. Oh, fuck. <laughs> this summer, taking seven. Joins the Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> Just shut these movies down. We've had it all. Car was going too fast. I couldn't stop them. Like, <laughs> fuck. Do you see how fast you were going? Somewhere. I, I must warn you. I'm prepared everything and anything to give you this ticket. If you too don't fast. slow down next time, <laughs> too furious. I will find you and I will kill you. Whoa, man. <laughs> Just, <laughs> all cops are bad. <laughs> Tyrese, Tyrese sitting shotgun like, I'm hungry. You're like, fuck. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Just go home. You got food in there? We hungry. <laughs> we hungry. Eject Ocito, cut. <laughs> oh my god. All right. What up? What, what other albums you got? <laughs> um man, the last the last no skip. Um oh boy. I don't know. If you have one, go for it. I, I've got one, but I can't remember the name of it. I have several. I got about a buck me, fifty worth of no skip albums on okay, my hands. Give me give me give me one more and I'll give you one more and then we can get the people out of here. All right. So I have two and I'm gonna mention one just an honorable mention, but it's probably the most impressive no skip album. It is by Say Anything in the defense of or by the or yeah, in defense of the in genre. In defense of the genre. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely impressive. Twenty seven songs, no skip all the way through. But my biggest one that I want to say is Backstreet Boys came out with two back to back no skips with self titled Backstreet Boys album and Millennium. My guy. I had to li- look back today and I was like, is Millennium a no skip? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I was like, what about their first one? A hundred percent. Just no fucking skips. Shout out to the Backstreet Boys because also, like, you, you, you just weren't doing that in the 90s. I don't think a lot of people were doing no skips in the 90s. You had a whole slew of one-hit wonders. You have a no skip album in the night. Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let let me let me let me put in context what you're saying. Everybody was doing what the Backstreet Boys were doing, but the Backstreet Boys had albums that were good. Cause I yeah. cause like otherwise I don't want that to be misinterpreted as like the Backstreet Boys were one of a kind. No. They were very much paper cutter or paper yeah. cutter. They were very much cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> but um but no, I mean that that's probably that's probably a fair statement. I mean NSYNC with no strings attached also had some 
also had some bops. Yep, um, yep. Britney Spears also she has bang bangers, just like hits. just hits on hits on hits. But yeah, Backstreet Boys is. I was impressed today again. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna leave. Uh, I'm gonna leave it with a uh, with like a fairly uh, unknown one, but one that I very much enjoy is uh, it's an album by uh, this like like country folk artist guy named uh, named Sturgill Simpson, uh, Sailor's Guide to the Universe. Uh, it's uh, a nine song like 38 minute album, uh, but he wrote it for um, his son that was being born as like a guide to how to navigate Earth and like. It talks about like him growing up and talks about like um like just like just about stuff in life and it's just really interesting like you know it's all done in like a very musical like cool ass way of like there's gonna be like high school parties and there's gonna be like but none of it is like typical country where it's like you got your truck and dog and your beer like like it's all it's all Life's just like home. You know, it's like stay between the like stay between the lines is his song about like have fun, but like keep it safe. Like, but it's not like it's not country in the sense of like have fun, but don't, you know, get your high school girlfriend. Pre-. Like, it's none of that shit. It's like very like metaphorical, good ass like country or whatever. But with that, we're running up on a buck eight. So Damn. if you want to if you want to hit the outros real quick. All right. Well, this has been the sixth episode. Fifth episode. Fifth? Okay. Fifth episode of the Safe Space for Depravity podcast. Uh, we appreciate y'all, the the few that are listening, um, that are here, hunkered down, tuned in. Like, I just want to say we appreciate every bit of that because a, a lot of work goes into it. <laughs> and we, we just, we're just happy to be here doing this and enjoying ourselves and having fun with this. For sure. But um, you can follow me at Welly Boyce on Twitter um, and Wellington Voice on Instagram and Wellington Voice on TikTok. And you could also find the podcast on TikTok at a safe space for depravity uh, pod. I think that's the name on TikTok where we post the highlights from each uh, each week's episode. Mm-hmm. And we also have the YouTube channel where you can watch this entire episode and the other ones uh, on YouTube on our YouTube yeah and if uh if you're looking for me it's quinn tweets on twitter and instagram um but uh until until next time until next time bye bye